live from historic downtown Carlisle, Pennsylvania, home of founding father James Wilson, 19th century hymn writer George Duffield, 19th century gospel minister George Norcross, and sports legend Jim Thorpe. It's Iron Sharpens Iron. This is a radio platform in which pastors, Christian scholars, and theologians address the burning issues facing the church and the world today. Proverbs chapter 27 verse 17 tells us iron sharpens iron, so one man sharpens another. Matthew Henry said that in this passage, we are cautioned to take heed with whom we converse and directed to have in view in conversation to make one another wiser and better. It is our hope that this goal will be accomplished over the next two hours, and we hope to hear from you, the listener, with your own questions. And now, here's your host, Chris Arnson. Good afternoon, Cumberland County, Pennsylvania, Lake City, Florida, and the rest of humanity living on the planet Earth who are listening via live streaming at ironsharpensironradio.com. This is Chris Arnzen, your host of Iron Sharpens Iron Radio, wishing you all a happy Tuesday on this seventh day of February 2023. Before I introduce my guest today, I uh, just want to remind you of some exciting news that some of you may not heard. Uh, I mentioned it a few days ago, and I'm going to start now uh, hopefully remembering to remind you every day that the next Iron Sharpens Iron Radio free pastor's luncheon is going to be held Thursday, April 13th, 11 a.m. to 2 p.m. at Church of the Living Christ in Loysville, Pennsylvania, which is Perry County, Pennsylvania. And for the very first time, I have two speakers at the luncheon rather than one. And I also have two speakers that are my speakers for the very first time. Neither one of these men have spoken at my luncheons before, but I've known both of these men for decades. I've known the first uh, speaker that I'm going to mention, Dr. William Webster, uh, probably since the late 1980s. He is an author who has written for The Banner of Truth and other publishers, and he has primarily written on the subject of Roman Catholicism. Uh, he also has written on the, uh, the, the heresy of easy believism and cheap grace amongst modern evangelicals. So he gets both ends of the spectrum there with his uh, writing career. Uh, he is going to be joined by his friend and co-author, David T. King, who is a Presbyterian minister in Katy, Texas, and both uh, Bill Webster and David King co-authored a massive, groundbreaking, three-volume, 900-page work titled Holy Scripture, The Ground and Pillar of Our Faith, <clears throat> which is primarily providing the patristic evidence that the Church Fathers believed in Sola Scriptura long before the Protestant Reformation. Uh, they are both speaking at my pastor's luncheon. As I said, it's free. You get fed for free, and you hear these two brilliant men speak for free. And on top of everything, everybody who attends is leaving with a heavy sack of free 
brand new books donated by publishers across the United States and the United Kingdom. Uh, many publishers have been doing this for me ever since I started these luncheons back in the 1990s. Uh, they are the brainchild of my precious late wife, Julie, <clears throat> who was the one to come up with the idea that I do this annually at first. Now I do it biannually. And uh, so I am just so excited about this for so many reasons, especially since I get to see my old friends, Bill Webster and David King again, and I have not seen them in probably 15 years. Uh, so I am uh, really excited about this. Uh, and then on top of that, for the three days following that event, uh, which is being held at the Church of the Living Christ in Louisville, as I mentioned, uh, there will be a Bible conference I am hosting and arranging, uh, which will be held in Harrisburg, Pennsylvania, at the Grace Bible Fellowship Church in Harrisburg, a three-day conference featuring William Webster and David King on the theme, The Gospel Removed by Rome, Rescued by the Reformers, and Rejected by Modern Evangelicals. That's going to be Friday night at 7 p.m., Saturday all day from 11 a.m. to 6 p.m., and Sunday at the 10.30 a.m. worship service and the 6 p.m. worship service at Grace Bible Fellowship Church in Harrisburg. Again, this is also a free event, absolutely free of charge. If you want more details on how you can register for free for either of those events, <clears throat> and let me remind you also, the pastor's luncheon is only for men in ministry leadership, and the Bible conference is open to everybody, for men, women, and children. So uh, send me an email, uh, and I will let you know about both of those. We just had the artwork done for the flyers. Uh, by my dear friend Angel Contreras, who if you have not seen his artwork, he is a master at not only artwork in general, but in caricature art. And uh, I was introduced to him by Dr. James R. White of Alpha and Omega Ministries, and he has been doing so many extraordinary things uh, for Iron Sharpens Iron Radio at no cost to us. So it's just uh, such an amazing gift to have that. But uh, send me an email to chrisarnson at gmail.com and put luncheon and conference in the subject line, and I will send you more details. Well, as I mentioned, we have a guest today who is actually a first-time guest. His name is Greg Mooring, and he has served as a senior pastor and a conference speaker. And he's going to be addressing today the Day of Atonement from Old Covenant Shadow to New Covenant Substance, and we're also going to be talking about a conference where he is speaking, featuring Dr. James R. White and other speakers in Tullahoma, Tennessee, coming up very, very soon. But it's my honor and privilege to welcome you for the very first time to Iron Trump and Zion Radio, Greg Mooring. Hello there, uh, Mr. Arnson. I, I appreciate you having me on. Um, it, it certainly came as a... Um, as a shock, to say the least, uh, when I was uh, when when you messaged me and asked me to come on, um, I'm I'm kind of a you know I kind of hide myself off a little bit, <laughs> so I'm not big into uh, you know I don't do tweeting, I don't really do YouTube. Um, I'm a I'm, I'm much more I'm much happier to to hang out at my local church and 
be satisfied with whatever you know God is doing there. So um, it's it's a great pleasure uh, to be here uh, and a, a humbling one to say the least. Well, tell us about this Bible Bible conference uh, where you are speaking. I know that it is being conducted uh, by or arranged and hosted by our mutual friend Jeffrey Rice, who is not only the yeah. founder of Post Tenebrous Lux Bible Rebinding who just shipped me last week my first Jeffrey Rice Bible Rebind, uh, and it is mind-blowing how gorgeous this Bible is, and the the uh, golden honey-brown distressed leather that I chose for this Bible is even more beautiful in my hand than uh, when I saw it in photographs. Uh, so uh, I am just so thrilled with Jeffrey Rice's Jeffrey Rice's work. He is indeed a master at that. And let me plug his website, even though you'll be hearing it throughout the show in his commercials, but it's ptlbiblerebinding.com, ptlbiblerebinding.com. But he is also the pastor of Covenant Reformed Baptist Church in Tullahoma, Tennessee. The conference that he uh, is uh, conducting at his church, is uh, titled From Shadows to Substance. Some of you may have heard my interview not long ago with Jeffrey when we said this, the topic was going to be on the, uh, the book of Ephesians, uh, learning from the book of Ephesians or something like that, but they changed the topic, and now it's From Shadows to Substance, <clears throat> and the speakers include my dear friend, Dr. James R. White of Alpha Mega Ministries, another dear friend, Andrew Rappaport of Striving for Eternity, Haps Addison, who was just on my program recently uh, discussing his testimony of uh, being delivered from the skinhead neo-Nazi racist movement into the joy of Christ. Uh, we also have on this lineup Claude Ramsey, who is one of the most powerful preachers I've ever heard, and that's no exaggeration. I had the privilege of hearing Claude preach at his uh, fine church there in Knoxville, Tennessee, Reformata Baptist Church, and uh, I believe that we are going to be lifelong friends. It's hard not to want to be a friend of Claude Ramsey, such a warm and loving and humble brother. Uh, Braden Patterson is on the lineup, Kevin Hay, Michael Schultz, and John Crawford. Uh, those last three brethren I have not yet interviewed, but I'm looking forward to hopefully uh, getting them on the program in the near future. <clears throat> but uh, tell us about your specific role there at the conference, what you intend to speak on, and so forth. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, it's... Uh, I would say, you know, just, just like coming here on the the program, being in, involved with the conference, you know, comes as a uh, uh, as a, as a humbling thing, a, a shocking thing. Uh, I, I view, my, really, do view myself as uh, the least of all preachers uh, that are going to be there. Um, I will be. My focus in the conference is uh, originally I was supposed to do uh, the actual the introduction uh, to the book of Ephesians, as you know, when when the the topic of the of the conference was on Ephesians, and you know I was more than happy to do that and get get a breakdown of of the book and all that it was it was going to do. And then with the with the change uh, being made 
uh, to the, you know, from shadows to substance. When uh, Jeff asked me, um, like what I would, what I'd like to, to preach on, I was like Leviticus 16, uh, the day of atonement. Let's, uh, I mean, it is, it is a, uh, it's a chapter that the, the more I, um, delve into the more that I, I deal with that the more I'm just my mind is blown by how you know, how the gospel is being preached through these you know through these signs uh, how how the Lord was you know year in and year out proclaiming what Christ would do and how you know almost how each and every year it was became it had to become more and more evident at least to those uh, believers uh, in the old covenant that this isn't working this isn't going to do it there is someone that this is pointing to who is it going to be and then to see how our lord jesus just how how it all is pointing to him is um it's good. Uh, it, 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 it is it is meat for the soul, um, it, to say the least. Uh, so it is. Uh, I, I'm grateful uh, for uh, the opportunity that I have um, to to be uh, with to be with Jeff uh, to get to meet him uh, for the first time. It was uh, I, I've known of, of Jeff uh, via the interwebs and through social media. Um, and primarily because of Dr. White's uh, ministry with, and um, that, you know, he, he speaks of him and then the connection they ended up making with uh, Jeff. It's like, wow, how, how did I get connected with Jeff Rice uh, from, from, from afar? So uh, that is, you know, that's, I guess in a nutshell of uh, what, you know, my, my, my role will be there. I, I'm the, I'll be the opening preacher. So um you know, I, I'm setting the tone. Ho- hopefully, you know, I'll be able to set the tone in such a place where I'll be completely forgotten and the, the word of God will be lifted up. The name of Christ will be exalted and it won't matter who's preaching. It'll just be, you know, give us the word, give, you know, show us Jesus, brothers. Amen. <clears throat> and this uh, conference is uh, going to be held right around the corner, uh, February 16th through the 18th in Tullahoma, Tennessee. If you want more details on how to register and attend, <clears throat> you can go to the Facebook page of uh, Jeffrey Rice, and he spells his name Jeff J-E-F-F-E-R-Y, Rice. And uh, <clears throat> you can go also go to Eventbrite and look for the uh, from Shadows to Substance Conference in Tullahoma, Tennessee. And you can also uh, go to the website of the aforementioned Jeffrey Rice, uh, the website of Covenant Reform Baptist Church in Tullahoma, Tennessee. And uh, I am going to get that uh, website for you momentarily. I had it. Uh, on my screen moments ago, and I must have somehow accidentally <laughs> deleted it. But you can be sure that uh, that I will get that for you momentarily. Uh, let me give you our email address so that our listeners can send in questions 
when we get the ball rolling as far as the uh, the theme is concerned of today, uh, which once again <clears throat> is the Day of Atonement from Old Covenant Shadow to New Covenant Substance. Chris Arnson at gmail.com. Chris Arnson at gmail.com. Give us your first name at least, your city and state, and your country of residence. And by the way, I just found it, uh, the website for Covenant Reformed Baptist Church of Tullahoma, Tennessee, where our friend Jeffrey Rice is the pastor. Covenant rbctn.com covenant rbc for reform baptist church tn for tennessee.com and god willing we will be announcing that later well before we enter into the theme on the day of atonement since you are a first-time guest we have a tradition here on iron trump and zion radio where whenever we have a first-time guest that guest provides a summary of their salvation testimony, and that would include the kind of religious atmosphere, if any, in which they were raised, the kinds of providential circumstances that the Lord raised up in their lives that drew them to himself and saved them, and I'd love to hear your story. Yeah. So, yeah, I've been, I've been a believer now since 2002, um, I was 15 going on 16, uh, when, so it was my, it was the summer of my, of going into my junior year in high school in 2002. Um, I had, I had finished up my sophomore year. I had, uh, I, this was my sophomore year was my first year of playing football. Um, and it was that summer that I had, that the Lord rescued me. Uh, and Lord saved me. Um, what kind of led to all of that, uh, to that moment um, of June 10th, 2002, was I had, I, I can kind of back it up several years. It's a, you know, when you have 20 years to look at in hindsight, you, you start, you really start seeing where the Lord uh, had begun to, to move you uh, to, to where, you know, you would come to faith. I had, I want to say through middle school, I want to say into my eighth grade year, I had been asked, for, you know, what I wanted for Christmas that year. Because I wasn't, we weren't raised in a Christian home. Uh, I mean, I really was kind of the first Christian in my household. Um, and, and I'd say growing up in the 90s, kind of the typical American Southern household where, you know, your parents you know, professed to be Christians, you know, you celebrated Christmas, you celebrated Easter. Um, I had, you know, had a general, you know, yeah, God existed. I believe that, you know, I, I had the idea in my mind, you know, that Jesus was the son of God. There was no question about that, but we never went to church. Um, I think the only time I ever stepped foot in a church growing up uh, that I can ever recall is for somebody's um, wedding. So that was the only time I ever uh, went to church. I, I don't ever recall otherwise. And so it was. It, so for Christmas, my eighth grade year, I'd have been asked what I wanted for Christmas, and I wanted a Bible, which was unusual. I didn't own one at the time for myself. I had been reading my dad's. It was just like, okay, you know, I'd like to have my own. And so they asked me what kind. I'm like, well, obviously the original one. 
which in my mind was apparently the King James. Uh, so because <laughs> I didn't know any, I didn't know any different, right? I've met a lot um, of I've met a lot of pastors who agree with that. <laughs> well, you're right. You know, so I, you know, I didn't, I didn't know any different. It was just because it's what my dad had. And so I was just like, you know, I want the same thing. And it was a Thompson chain reference Bible. And I, I would sit there and read it. I, I just I read it because it was interesting because it was the Bible. It was no question in my mind that this was the book from God. This was God's book. I mean, what else was it? And, but I didn't believe I, I didn't have saving faith. And really my, my house didn't have saving faith. We didn't, I mean, there was nothing. I was, I was of the persuasion, you know, when my mom or dad would talk about us wanting to go to church or, you know, to get us into a good church when we finally had a place to live and stay, you know, that was stable and set, settled down. I was like, I don't want to go to church. I have to wear a suit, uh, which is funny because today I wear a suit. Um, so, uh, you know, I, I was so opposed to that. Um, so I guess you're not a Calvary Chapel minister. <laughs> no, 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 not at all. Uh, not at all. And actually, um, actually, no. in uh, the 21st century, there's a lot of Reformed Baptist pastors that don't wear them either. Right. You know, I, I wear it. You know, it's it's a personal thing. But you know, I'm not a I'm not a uh, I don't look down on anybody that does otherwise. So um, it's great because you know it's great. Actually, I've actually find that at least a sport coat is great. For, for carrying a handgun, uh, because it's easy to conceal, um, but, uh, and, and to protect the flock that way. But the, you know, I, as I said, I grew up not, not in a Christian home. I, I wanted this Bible for Christmas for my eighth grade year, and I, I would read this thing off and on. Um, and, you know, I, I, that, that was just kind of it. And that, that was that way for like two or three years. Well, my going into my freshman year of high school, a buddy of mine wanted to play football. And, you know, he, he, my dad played football. My uncle uh, played football. Um, so I'm thinking it was a natural thing. Like, I'll play football, um, which was odd because I was a couch potato uh, up until that point. And we had my, my buddy wanted to play. And I, I thought about doing it. And then I was like, nah, I'm not going to do it. He did. He skipped that. Yeah, he did, he did his freshman year, never played again. Well, it kind of sat on me throughout the rest of the year. Like, man, I wish I had done that. And so I joined. You know, I, I signed up for uh, at the end of my freshman year to go into my sophomore year. So that was that. So going in then to the summer. Um, so this would be the summer of 2001, which would be my freshman to sophomore years in high school. That, that summer. Um I had I went through all the workouts, which was excruciating for me because I was a couch potato. Uh, like, what am I doing, lifting weights and doing all of this stuff? So I finished that up. I get into the very first day of practice where we were actually running drills, doing all the stuff that we had to do to play football. I got yelled at all right, because I, had, I hadn't buckled my chin strap on my helmet. And I was, I'm getting yelled at. I'm like, who's this guy thinking? He's yelling at me. Of course, he's my coach. It's what they do. Uh, but, you know, I had, um, I, I have sent to, to run a lap because I hadn't ch- buckled my chin strap. And which, in hindsight, I, I rightly deserve to get all of this. But I come back. If this is the very, again, very first day of practice. I take my helmet off and I, throw it down. I go, have your helmet. I'm out. And I, I call my mom and, you know, come pick me up. But the very first guy that 
very first coach that came and talked to me, um, because I was, I was on the line, both offensive and defensive. And the very first guy that came and talked to me was a youth pastor of a church, uh, that I have passed by every single day, but never noticed ever. Um, it was just there in, it was just part of the scenery. And, you know, he, he was, he talked with me to, to try to convince me to, to stick around, you know, don't quit all of that and invited me to his youth group. So this is the summer of 2001 mentioned that again, it was June of 2002 that I came to faith. Well, this night of my, of quitting, I, Ended up having probably, I don't know, five, six hour conversation with my dad, um, which I'm thankful for. I, I'm so grateful for my dad having this discussion with me because I went back the next day and then I played football for the next three years uh, for my high school. And but the thing, that was it. There was nothing else really related to church, nothing related to any, you know, to Christ, other than, you know, there'd be, again, because we were in this, I was in North Carolina at the time, and we, we would say the Lord's Prayer before a game. Other than the fact that we're in North Carolina and it was a thing, I don't understand why, but we did. And that was it. Well, Easter of 2002, so this, this sophomore year of high school, the Easter of 2002, my parents, we finally went to church for the first time in my life. And we, we left the, we left that church, this church that we went to. And we're like, yeah, I don't think we're going to go back to that one. And so I was like, Hey, why don't we go to coach's church? This is the coach who had invited me to, you know, to the youth group months earlier. And so we went the following week. And from that point on, it was kind of, that was from that point that we got really plugged in because there were people that I knew there. Um, my coach, who was the youth pastor, was there. Uh, all of that. And so, you know, you're talking what March or April, whenever Easter was uh, in 2002. Um, from that point on, started going, attending. Well, so three or three months, four months, whatever, two, three months, whatever it was, been attending. And then the youth um, youth retreat came up and wanted to go and you know, did go. And it ended up being June. It was, so it was, it was June 10th, 2002. It was a Monday night. And I remember this because we, we ran a pretty tight schedule. Sunday was the first day of this, of this event. And it was it was that night when really for the first time I understood, you know, my eyes were opened to the reality of um, the weight of my sin and how wicked I really was and how doomed I was. Um it was at that moment kind of became where it really felt like a gorilla on my back. And, you know, as I've seen it later, you know, out of like Pilgrim's Progress, when Christian, uh, at least in, I haven't fully read the, the book, you know, 
I could be, you know, beat up later for not reading Pilgrim's Progress completely. Um, but I've watched at least the animated film with my with my kids. And the moment when Christian, you know, he's feeling that weight of the burden, uh, that then is released. I understand that because it was that night the burden of my sin was so great that that I had to go, Lord, save me. I I have sinned against you. I deserve, I deserve hell. I deserve everything you say that I deserve. I deserve it. I admit it. And I have sinned against you. But if you, you know, if you know, if you're if you're as merciful as you say that you are, I'm I'm throwing everything, you know, at your feet. You know, I I I bow to you, as as my savior and my lord. You own me. I don't want any. I don't want. I don't want anything to do with myself anymore. I want you. And you know that night when, is is my theology especially began to um, to deepen, and 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 better understood that it was the night that the, the spirit of God woke me from the dead. That he, he he brought me back from the dead, and gave me eyes to see. That he gave me ears to hear. He gave me a heart to receive uh, his word uh, and then gave me the faith that I needed to believe. And, and it was kind of from that moment, you know, the, the next, the next morning, I, I mean, I remember like the day before, I remember Monday reading my Bible and then the next day, Tuesday morning, waking up going, Whoa, something, you know, this, this is a different day. And then when I open my Bible and going, I'm reading this book a whole lot different. My eyes are different now uh, to see this, that this, this isn't just God's book. This is my father's book. This is my Lord's book. And I'm so glad uh, to be able to read it with those eyes. So that, that's, you know, bringing up you know, to that. Um, in yeah, fa- about a month later. In fact, if you, if you could pick up right where you left off when we returned to, from our first commercial break. Just, Absolutely. Just remember it's a month later after your uh, miraculous conversion by the Holy Spirit and the grace and mercy of God. <clears throat> and we'll pick up right there where you left off. If anybody has any questions, uh, send them to chrisarnzen at gmail.com. C-H-R-I-S-A-R-N-Z-E-N at gmail.com. Give us your first name at least, your city and state, and your country of residence if you live outside the USA. Only remain anonymous if your question involves a personal and private matter. We'll be right back after these messages. Do not go away. James White of Alpha Omega Ministries here. I'm very excited to announce that my longtime friend Chris Arnson of Iron Sharpens Iron Radio and I are heading down to Atlanta, Georgia again for the G3 National Conference. That's Thursday, September 21st through Saturday the 23rd on a theme that I have been preaching, teaching, writing about, and defending in live public debates for most of my life. 
The Sovereignty of God. I'll be joined on the speaking roster by Steve Lawson, Vody Balcom, Paul Washer, Virgil Walker, Scott Annual, and Josh Bice, founder of G3 Ministries. And there's more great news. Chris Arnson of Iron Sharpens Iron Radio can get you a 30% discount off the registration fee. Go to g3min.org, that's g3min.org, and enter promo code G3ISIR. That's G3ISIR for the 30% discount. Chris Arnson and I look forward to seeing you all Thursday, September 21st through Saturday the 23rd for the G3 National Conference in Atlanta, Georgia on the Sovereignty of God. Make sure you stop by the Iron Sharpens Iron Radio Exhibitor booth and say hi to Chris Arnson while you're there. Go to g3min.org and enter promo code G3ISIR for your 30% discount off the registration fee. President of the SecureCom Group and an enthusiastic supporter of Chris Arnzen's Iron Sharpens Iron radio program. The SecureCom Group provides the highest level of security, closed-circuit television, access control, and communication systems for Manhattan's top residential buildings, as well as churches, commercial properties, municipalities, and more. We custom install exactly what you need to protect yourself, including digital recording, off-site viewing, and connectivity from most smart devices. From simple code-activated systems to the latest technology using facial recognition, the SecureCom Group has it. We also provide the latest in intercom and IP telephone systems. In addition, we provide superior networking platforms. We'll create, maintain, and secure your local network. Whether it's a Wi-Fi or hardwire network, we'll implement the latest secured firewall, endpoint solutions, and cloud backup. I would love to have the honor and privilege of helping protect the lives and property of Iron Sharpens Iron radio listeners and their associates. For more details on how the SecureCom Group may be of service to you with the very latest in security innovations, call 718-353-3355. That's 718-353-3355. Or visit securecomgroup.com. That's securecomgroup.com. This is Brian McLaughlin of the SecureCom Group, joining Chris Arnzen's family of advertisers to keep Iron Sharpens Iron Radio on the air. Puritan Reformed is a Bible-believing, kingdom-building, devil-fighting church. We are devoted to upholding the apostolic doctrine and practice preserved in Scripture alone. Puritan Reformed teaches men to rule and lead as image-bearing prophets, priests, and kings. We teach families to worship together as families. Puritan is committed to teaching the whole counsel of God so that the earth will be filled with the knowledge of God as the waters cover the sea. We sing the Psalms, teach the law, proclaim the gospel, make disciples, maintain discipline, and exalt Christ. This is Pastor David Reese of Puritan Reformed in Phoenix, Arizona. Join us 
in the glorious cause of advancing Christ's crown and covenant over the kings of the earth. Puritan Reformed Church. Believe. Build. Fight. PuritanPHX.com The Prince of Preachers, Charles Haddon Spurgeon, once said, Growing a beard is a habit most natural, scriptural, manly, and beneficial. Grace and peace to all the Iron Sharpens Iron listeners. This is Tony with TheStandardBeardCare.com. Try it, TheStandardBeardCare.com is a Christ-exalting, better-known and simple name in beard care. So if you have a beard, know a guy with a beard, or ladies, if you're married to a man with a beard, head over to TheStandardBeardCare.com. Check out the vast array of all-natural, handcrafted products to make that beard scriptural, manly, and beneficial. And when you do so, you will help to support Iron Sharpens Iron Radio. When you use the promo code IRON at checkout, you will receive free shipping to anywhere in the lower 48, and 10% of your donations will go back to Chris Arnson and Iron Sharpens Iron Radio. So head over to the standardbeardcare.com, where the standard is the standard. I'm Dr. Joseph Piper, President Emeritus and Professor of Systematic and Applied Theology at Greenville Presbyterian Theological Seminary. Every Christian who's serious about the Reformed faith and the Westminster Standards should have and use the eight-volume commentary on the theology and ethics of the Westminster Larger Catechism titled Authentic Christianity by Dr. Joseph Moorcraft. It is much more than an exposition of the Larger Catechism. It is a thoroughly researched work that utilizes biblical exegesis as well as historical and systematic theology. Dr. Moorcraft is pastor of Heritage Presbyterian Church of Cumming, Georgia, and I urge everyone looking for a biblically faithful church in that area to visit that fine congregation. For details on the eight-volume commentary, go to westminstercommentary.com, westminstercommentary.com. For details on Heritage Presbyterian Church of Cumming, Georgia, visit heritagepresbyterianchurch.com, heritagepresbyterianchurch.com. Please tell Dr. Moorcraft and the saints at Heritage Presbyterian Church of Cumming, Georgia, that Dr. Joseph Piper of Greenville Presbyterian Theological Seminary sent you. James White of Alpha and Omega Ministries here. If you've watched my Dividing Line webcast often enough, you know I have a great love for getting Bibles and other documents vital to my ministry rebound to preserve and ensure their longevity. And besides that, they feel so good. I'm so delighted I discovered Post Tenebrous Lux Bible Rebinding. No radio ad will be long enough to sing their praises sufficiently, but I'll give it a shot. Jeffrey Rice of Post Tenebrous Lux is a remarkably gifted craftsman and artisan. All his work is done by hand from the cutting to the pleating of corners to the perimeter stitching. Jeffrey uses the finest and buttery soft imported leathers in a wide variety of gorgeous colors like the turquoise goat skin tanned in Italy used for my Nessie All in 28th edition with a navy blue goat skin inside liner and the electric blue goat skin from a French tannery used to rebind a Reformation study Bible I used as a gift. 
The silver gilding he added on the page edges has a stunning mirror finish resembling highly polished chrome. Jeffrey will customize your rebinding to your specifications and even emboss your logo into the leather, making whatever he rebinds a one-of-a-kind work of art. For more details on post-Tenebrous Lux Bible Rebinding, go to ptlbiblerebinding.com. That's ptlbiblerebinding.com. near retirement or thinking about retiring, you probably have questions. How do you make your savings last? How much should you take out and when? You're ready for retirement, but are your finances? Art Amundsen and Edward Jones Financial Advisor can help you build a strategy to help make sure your finances keep up with your long-term needs. Do what it takes to get there. Now it's time to make the most of retirement. Visit edwardjones.com. That's edwardjones.com. Or call 717-258-4688. 717-258-4688. We here at Iron Sharpens Iron Radio are forever grateful for the generous financial support of Art Amundsen, Edward Jones Financial Advisor in Carlisle, Pennsylvania. Call 717-258-4688 today. Hello, my name is Anthony Uvinio, and I'm one of the pastors at Hope Reformed Baptist Church in Quorum, New York, and also the host of the ReformRookie.com website. I want you to know that if you enjoy listening to the Iron Sharpens Iron radio show like I do, you can now find it on the Apple's iTunes app by typing Iron Sharpens Iron radio in the search bar. You no longer have to worry about missing a show or a special guest because you're in your car or still at work. Just subscribe on the iTunes app and listen to the Iron Sharpens Iron radio show at any time, day or night. Please be sure to also give it a good review and pass it along to anyone who would benefit from the teaching and the many solidly reformed guests that Chris Arnson has on the show. Truth is so hard to come by these days, so don't waste your time with fluff or fake news. Subscribe to the Iron Sharpens Iron radio podcast right now. And while you're at it, you can also sign up for the ReformRookie.com podcast and visit our website and the YouTube page. We are dedicated to teaching Christian theology from a Reformed Baptist perspective to beginners in the faith as well as seasoned believers. From Keech's Catechism and the Doctrines of Grace to the Olivet Discourse and the Book of Leviticus, the Reformed Rookie Podcast and YouTube channel is sure to have something to offer everyone seeking biblical truth. And finally, if you're looking to worship in a Reformed church that holds to the 1689 London Baptist Confession of Faith, please join us at Hope Reformed Baptist Church in Quorum, New York. Again, I'm Pastor Anthony Avenio, and thanks for listening. Welcome back. If you just tuned us in, our guest today is Greg Mooring, who has served as a senior pastor and a conference speaker. We are discussing the Day of Atonement from Old Covenant Shadow to New Covenant Substance. We're also promoting the upcoming conference from Shadows to Substance. And uh, if you have any questions uh, for Greg, send them to chrisarnson at gmail.com. Give us your first name, at least, city and state and country of residence. We already have <clears throat> several questions that have come in, but before I go to them, I want you to continue where you left off on your salvation testimony. And the last thing you said was a month later, and that was in reference to a month after you were regenerated by the Holy Spirit, born again, if you could pick up where you left off. 
Absolutely appreciate that. And yeah, what I guess so what what providential timing, you know, a month later, dot dot dot. Uh you know, good good cliffhanger, I I hope. Um so about a month later is when I was baptized, um uh, by immersion, you know, is you know, as a believer. And you know, at that point I thought, you know, hey, all was gravy. You know, I'm like, man, this is awesome. And what and what's funny is uh because I'm now kind of the you know, raging Calvinist in my family, um, shall we say. Um, and, you know, that it's about three months later that I, uh, after being saved, that I went back to school, junior year in high school, and uh, had my first encounter with uh, Jonathan Edwards, Sinners in the Hands of an Angry God. Um, so that was that was a bit much for me as a, a three-month-old believer uh, to take in. Since then, I, of course, am great... Um, uh, grateful to the Lord for that, uh, but you know, without getting into all, all the details there you know, of you know what this first year kind of entailed. So June tenth, two thousand two rolls around. It's going into my my junior year, and I'm thinking, man, wow, this is great. Well, within a year, I saw uh, my my family dissolve. My my mom and dad. Uh, eventually separated and then divorced. Um, they, uh, you know, I've got, I mean, all, all sorts of stuff, you know, kind of falling in around. And I'm like, what in the world is happening here? And I, I look back in hindsight and have said for 20 years that I am glad that the Lord had mercy on me when he did, because I don't know what would have happened, where I would have gone if it had not been for the fact that he had saved me when he did, because it was then you relying on his promises where he says, uh, you know, I will never leave you nor forsake you. Or when I read in the Psalms, when, uh, you know, David says, you know, when my mother or father forsake me, the Lord will take me up. That was, I was like, man, that's in the Bible. I'm so glad God, you know, gave us these promises. Um, and so eventually, you know, I, I see it where eventually the Lord would then um, call me uh, to ministry, um, in my senior year and began, I began to pursue that for quite some time. Um, had, I've had opportunities since then to, um, to preach, you know, to pastor. I've, I've got this, you know, this participation in this, this conference. I've, I've, I've preached at another you know, conference. I've done pulpit supply at several churches in, in different states. Um, and, you know, in all of this, you know, I've, I've been able to see, you know, my met my wife. We've got five children together. Um, we've been married 12 years. So the vast majority of my you know, time as a Christian has been married with my with my bride. Um, we have seen another point. Another point is I, I look in, in this walk with the Lord and you know trusting Him day in day out is 2018. Um, our our fourth child Annalise was born, and at that moment. Uh, when she was born, that that day 
without getting into too much detail there, all what I'll say is that after she was born, she stopped breathing. Like immediate, almost immediately within 10 minutes. And that happened six times. I, and I watched six times her have to be resuscitated. And then us fly, because we were living in southern Idaho at the time. We were in Twin Falls, Idaho. Had to be flown from Twin Falls with her to Boise, which is about a 120-mile uh, drive, in order for her to be at the, the NICU there in Boise, where for three days they would cool her down in hopes of, one, hoping that she'll live, two, that it would be able to handle any damage that, may have come because of this this issue these issues she was having and in those three days which were leading up to my birthday she was born two days before my birthday i'm sitting here going well i believe in your sovereignty and you tell me that you work out all things together for good for those who love you and are called according to your purpose in christ jesus lord i don't and, and i know that you love this little girl more than i ever will I don't know what you're doing, but I trust you. I have no idea, Lord, but I trust you. And uh, she's now four years old. Yeah, her first, praise her, God. You know, we, we, you know, praise God. And and you know, and we have things where we wonder if you know what happened um, because she's four, and you know, we've got three others. <laughs> besides her in one younger than her but you know i got to see through this the lord use this little girl and what was going on the the church that we were uh members at at the time uh, east side baptist church in twin falls idaho i got to see the christ work through his people in that church to minister to my family and then also to see that this situation would then minister to those in the congregation where a dear friend of mine that's there um, would call me. He goes, Greg, I don't, I don't understand what you're going through. But I will tell you, seeing you, the, your faith through this is encouraging me in the midst of this. So, um, yeah, I... I I don't. I don't want to talk about myself too much, but you know, I, I can. I can look back. Long, like wrapping this up, is I. I can look back at you know kind of key moments, and see, the providential hand of God, doing exactly what He said He would do, which is work out all things together for good, um, to see Him faithful. Uh, for you know, too many too many times to count, um, and so yeah, that that that's 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 a story in a nutshell. That you know, my my, I would like to one day uh, maybe sit down, you know, for posterity's sake, uh, for my children, grandchildren, great grandchildren, um, write out this, and not only what do I want to actually read, I want to record myself reading the whole Bible for. My children, grandchildren, and great grandchildren, but also uh, record, you know, 
make some record of, you know, the Lord's dealings, um, in my life so that they, that they could look back at that and see, you know, give him glory, uh, for a really big deal that happened in June 10th, 2002. So praise God. Well, when we come back from our midway break, uh, I just want to spend a little more time on your conversion because I want to speak about how you discovered and embraced the doctrines of sovereign grace. <clears throat> yes. And uh, then we'll go into our major theme of the Day of the Atonement. Uh, and I just want to remind our listeners that since this is our midway break, uh, it is a longer break than the other breaks in the show because Grace Life Radio, 90.1 FM in Lake City, Florida, who airs this program, they are required by the FCC to localize this show geographically to Lake City, Florida. And they do that by airing their own public service announcements and other local things during the middle of the show. <clears throat> While they do that, we simultaneously air our globally heard commercials. Please use this time wisely. Write down as much of the, of the contact information as you possibly can for as many of our advertisers as you can so that you can more frequently and successfully respond to our advertisers. <clears throat> we hope that means, at least on occasion, you purchase their products, use their services, support their parachurch organizations, and visit their churches. But when you cannot do any of those things, there's one thing that everybody can do. You can contact our advertisers and say, thank you for sponsoring Iron Sharpens Iron Radio. If indeed you do love this show and are grateful that there are those who share their wealth with us for the sole purpose of keeping us on the air. Most of our advertisers are advertising with me for that very reason. It is a primary concern for them that we remain on the air, even above of making any kind of financial gain from these ads. <clears throat> so we would encourage you to uh, financially respond whenever you can so that they have the resources and funds to keep renewing their contracts with us. But please, at the very least, thank them if indeed you love the show and you don't want it to go off the air. <clears throat> and also, send in your questions uh, to chrisarnson at gmail.com, chrisarnson at gmail.com, Give us your first name, at least, city and state, and your country of residence. Don't go away. We're going to be back with Greg Mooring right after these messages from our sponsors. James White of Alpha Omega Ministries here. I'm very excited to announce that my longtime friend Chris Arnson of Iron Sharpens Iron Radio and I are heading down to Atlanta, Georgia again for the G3 National Conference. That's Thursday, September 21st through Saturday the 23rd on a theme that I have been preaching, teaching, writing about, and defending in live public debates for most of my life, the sovereignty of God. I'll be joined on the speaking roster by Steve Lawson, Vody Balcom, Paul Washer, Virgil Walker, Scott Annual, and Josh Bice, founder of G3 Ministries. And there's more great news. Chris Arnson of Iron Sharpens Iron Radio can get you a 30% discount 
Off the registration fee, go to g3min.org, that's g3min.org, and enter promo code G3ISIR. That's G3ISIR for the 30% discount. Chris Arnson, I look forward to seeing you all Thursday, September 21st through Saturday the 23rd for the G3 National Conference in Atlanta, Georgia, on the sovereignty of God. Make sure you stop by the Iron Sharpens Iron radio exhibitor booth and say hi to Chris Arnson while you're there. Go to g3min.org and enter promo code G3ISIR for your 30% discount off the registration fee. President of the SecureCom Group and an enthusiastic supporter of Chris Arnson's Iron Sharpens Iron radio program. The SecureCom Group provides the highest level of security, closed-circuit television, access control, and communication systems for Manhattan's top residential buildings, as well as churches, commercial properties, municipalities, and more. We custom install exactly what you need to protect yourself, including digital recording, off-site viewing, and connectivity from most smart devices. From simple code-activated systems to the latest technology using facial recognition, the SecureCom Group has it. We also provide the latest in intercom and IP telephone systems. In addition, we provide superior networking platforms. We'll create, maintain, and secure your local network. Whether it's a Wi-Fi or hardwire network, we'll implement the latest secured firewall, endpoint solutions, and cloud backup. I would love to have the honor and privilege of helping protect the lives and property of Iron Sharpens Iron radio listeners and their associates. For more details on how the SecureCom Group may be of service to you with the very latest in security innovations, call 718-353-3355. That's 718-353-3355. Or visit securecomgroup.com. That's securecomgroup.com. This is Brian McLaughlin of the SecureCom Group, joining Chris Arnson's family of advertisers to keep Iron Sharpens Iron Radio on the air. such a blessing to hear from Iron Sharpens Iron radio listeners from all over the world. Here's Joe Riley, a listener in Ireland who wants you to know about a guest on the show he really loves hearing interviewed, Dr. Joe Moorcraft. I'm Joe Riley, a faithful Iron Sharpens Iron radio listener here in Atoy in County Kildare, Ireland, going back to 2005. One of my very favorite guests on Iron Sharpens Iron is Dr. Joe Moorcraft. If you've been blessed by Iron Sharpens Iron Radio, Dr. Moorcraft and Heritage Presbyterian Church of Cumming, Georgia, are largely to thank since they are one of the program's largest financial supporters. Heritage Presbyterian Church of Cumming is in Forsyth County, a part of the Atlanta metropolitan area. 
Heritage is a thoroughly biblical church, unwaveringly committed to Westminster standards. And Dr. Joe Moorcraft is the author of an eight-volume commentary on the larger catechism. Heritage is a member of the Hanover Presbytery, built upon the foundation of the apostles and prophets, Jesus Christ himself being the chief cornerstone, and tracing its roots and heritage back to the great Protestant Reformation of the 16th century. Heritage maintains and follows the biblical truth and principles proclaimed by the reformers. Scripture alone, grace alone, faith alone, Christ alone, and God's glory alone. Their primary goal is the worship of the triune God that continues in eternity. For more details on Heritage Presbyterian Church of Cumming, Georgia, visit heritagepresbyterianchurch.com. That's heritagepresbyterianchurch.com. Or call 678-954-7831. That's 678-954-7831. If you visit, tell them Joe Riley, an Iron Sharpens Iron radio listener, and a toy in County Kildare, Ireland, sent you. If you're near retirement or thinking about retiring, you probably have questions. How do you make your savings last? How much should you take out and when? You're ready for retirement, but are your finances? Art Amundsen and Edward Jones Financial Advisor can help you build a strategy to help make sure your finances keep up with your long-term needs. Do what it takes to get there. Now it's time to make the most of retirement. Visit edwardjones.com. That's edwardjones.com. Or call 717 717- 258-4688 717-258-4688 We here at Iron Sharpens Iron Radio are forever grateful for the generous financial support of Art Amundsen Edward Jones Financial Advisor in Carlisle, Pennsylvania Call 717-258-4688 today If you love Iron Sharpens Iron Radio, one of the best ways you can help keep the show on the air is by supporting our advertisers. One such faithful advertiser who really believes in what Chris Arnton is doing is Daniel P. Patafuco, serious injury lawyer and Christian apologist. Dan is the president and founder of the Historical Bible Society. Their mission to foster belief in the credibility of Scripture as the written Word of God. They go to various churches, schools and institutions to publicly display a rare collection of biblical texts along with a fascinating presentation by Mr. Butterfuco demonstrating the reliability of Scripture. To advance the cause of the Gospel, they created a beautiful, perfect facsimile of the genealogy of Jesus Christ from the original engravings contained in a first edition 1611 King James Bible. This 17th century hand-engraved chart shows the family tree of Jesus Christ going back to Adam and Eve. This book is complete with gorgeous full-size illustrations of Noah's Ark and the Tower of Babel and an explanation of why the genealogy of Jesus is so important for his claims to the throne of the universe. Originals of this work are in museums and nobody has ever made it accessible to the public in a large book form before. You can have your own copy of this 44-page genealogy book for a donation of $35 or more. 
Visit historicalbiblesociety.org. That's historicalbiblesociety.org. Thanks for helping to keep Iron Sharpens Iron Radio on the air. Hi, I'm Buzz Taylor. Chris Arnzen of Iron Sharpens Iron Radio has had a long-time partnership with our friends at CVBBS, which stands for Cumberland Valley Bible Book Service. They specialize in supplying Reformed and Puritan books and Bibles at discount prices that make them affordable for everyone. CVBBS has been a family-owned book service since 1987, operating out of Carlisle, Pennsylvania. They seek to bring you the best available Christian books and Bibles at the best possible prices. Unlike other book sites, they make no effort to provide every book that is available or popular because, frankly, much of what is being printed is not worth your time. That means you can get to the good stuff faster. It also means you don't have to worry about being assaulted by the pornographic, heretical, and otherwise faith-insulting materials promoted by the secular book vendors. Browse the pages at ease, shop at your leisure, and purchase with confidence at Cumberland Valley Bible Book Service. Order online at cvbbs.com. That's cvbbs.com. Or you can order by phone at 1-800-656-0231. That's 1-800-656-0231. Please let our friends at CVBBS know that you heard about them on Iron Sharpens Iron Radio. Iron Sharpens Iron Radio first launched in 2005. The publishers of the New American Standard Bible were among my very first sponsors. It gives me joy knowing that many scholars and pastors in the Iron Sharpens Iron Radio audience have been sticking with or switching to the NASB. I'm Dr. Joseph Piper, President and Professor of Systematic and Homiletical Theology at Greenville Presbyterian Theological Seminary in Taylor, South Carolina. And the NASB is my Bible of choice. I'm Pastor Chuck White of the First Trinity Lutheran Church in Tonawanda, New York, and the NASB is my Bible of choice. I'm Pastor Anthony Mathenia of Christ Church in Radford, Virginia, and the NASB is my Bible of choice. I'm Pastor Jesse Miller of Damascus Road Christian Church in Gardnerville, Nevada, and the NASB is my Bible of choice. I'm Pastor Bruce Bennett of Word of Truth Church in Farmingville, Long Island, New York, and the NASB is my Bible of choice. I'm Pastor Rodney Brown of Metro Bible Church in South Lake, Texas, and the NASB is my Bible of choice. I'm Pastor Jim Harrison of Red Mills Baptist Church in Mayapack Falls, New York, and the NASB is my Bible of choice. Here's a great way for your church to help keep Iron Sharpens Iron Radio on the air. Pastors, are your pew Bibles tattered and falling apart? Consider restocking your pews with the NASB. And tell the publishers you heard about them from Chris Arnzen on Iron Sharpens Iron Radio. Go to nasbible.com. That's nasbible.com to place your order. Pastor Bill Sasso, Grace Church at Franklin, here in the beautiful state of Tennessee. Our congregation is one of a growing number of churches who love and support Iron Sharpens Iron Radio financially. 
Grace Church at Franklin is an independent, autonomous body of believers which strives to clearly declare the whole counsel of God as revealed in Scripture through the person and work of our Lord Jesus Christ. And of course, the end for which we strive is the glory of God. If you live near Franklin, Tennessee, and Franklin is just south of Nashville, maybe 10 minutes, or you are visiting this area, or you have friends and loved ones nearby, we hope you will join us some Lord's Day in worshiping our God and Savior. Please feel free to contact me if you have more questions about Grace Church at Franklin. Our website is gracechurchatfranklin.org. That's gracechurchatfranklin.org. This is Pastor Bill Sasser wishing you all the richest blessings of our Sovereign Lord, God, Savior, and King, Jesus Christ, today and always. Getting a driver's license, running a cash register, flipping burgers, passing sixth grade. Do you know what they all have in common? They all require training, assessments, and certifications. But do you know what requires no training at all? Becoming a parent. My name is A.M. Brewster. I'm the president of Truth Love Parent and host of its award-winning podcast. I've been a biblical family counselor since the early 2000s. And what I've discovered is that the majority of Christian parents have never been biblically equipped to do the work of the ministry in their homes. That's why Truth Love Parent exists. We serve God by equipping dads and moms to be the ambassador parents God called and created them to be. We produce free parenting resources, train church leaders, and offer biblical counseling so that the next generation of dads and moms can use the scriptures to parent their children for life and godliness. Please visit us at truthloveparent.com. Charles Haddon Spurgeon once said, Give yourself unto reading. The man who never reads will never be read. He who never quotes will never be quoted. He who will not use the thoughts of other men's brains proves that he has no brains of his own. You need to read. Solid Ground Christian Books is a publisher and book distributor who takes these words of the Prince of Preachers to heart. The mission of Solid Ground Christian Books is to bring back treasures of the past to minister to Christians in the present and future and to publish new titles that address burning issues in the church and the world. Since its beginning in 2001, Solid Ground has been committed to publish God-centered, Christ-exalting books for all ages. We invite you to go treasure hunting at solid-ground-books.com. That's solid-ground-books.com and see what priceless literary gems from the past or present you can unearth from Solid Ground. Solid Ground Christian Books is honored to be a weekly sponsor of Iron Sharpens Iron Radio. And don't forget, folks, make solid-ground-books.com your very first stop for all your gift-giving needs. That's solid-ground-books.com. Purchase generously, purchase frequently. Always mention that you heard about them from Chris Arnson on Iron Sharpens Iron Radio. Before I return to my guest, Greg Mooring, and uh, continuation of his salvation testimony, and also to discuss the Day of Atonement, uh, I just have a couple of very important announcements to make. First of all, if you love this show and you don't want it to disappear, I'm urging you to go to ironsharpensignradio.com, click support, then click, click to donate. Now, you can donate instantly with a debit or credit card in that fashion. And if you prefer snail mail the old-fashioned way, mailing a physical check to a physical address, there will also be a physical address that appears on your screen 
when you click support at ironsharpensironradio.com where you can mail your checks made payable to Iron Sharpens Iron Radio. If you want to advertise, whether it's your church, your parachurch ministry, your business, your private practice like a law firm, a medical firm, perhaps it's just a special event that you want to uh, promote. As long as whatever it is you want to advertise is compatible with what I believe, I would love to help you launch an ad campaign quickly because we are in urgent need of your advertising dollars, uh, so much so that we are just as much in urgent need of your advertising dollars as your donations to keep us on the air. So please send me an email to chrisarnson at gmail.com and put advertising in the subject line. And as much as I need your donations, folks, I never want anybody listening to cut into the money that they have set aside every week to give to their own churches where they are members on the Lord's Day. Please do not cut into that money to send me money. Uh, please also, if you are really struggling to survive and make ends meet, wait till you're back on your feet financially before you send us a gift. Two things are clear in the Bible about finances is that we are commanded as Christians to provide for our church and our family. And obviously providing for this radio show is not a command of God. But if you do have extra money uh, collecting interest in the bank after you've obeyed those commands, providing for church and family. You have extra money for benevolent purposes, recreational purposes, trivial purposes. Please, if you love this show and don't want it to go off the air, share some of that money with us. Go to ironsharpensironradio.com, click support, then click, click to donate now. Also, I want our listeners to know about the First Love Ministries first annual Bible conference, March 3rd through the 5th in Milton, Florida. First Love Ministries is the parent ministry of First Love Radio, who live streams this program every single day. And this conference, uh, their first annual conference, is on examining the new birth, including such speakers as the founder of First Love Ministries, my dear friend, Joe Jackowitz. That's uh, March 3rd through the 5th in Milton, Florida. For more details, go to firstloveministries.org, firstloveministries.org. Last but not least, if you are not a member of a Christ-honoring, biblically faithful, theologically sound church, no matter where you live in the world, I may be able to help you find a church. Send me an email to chrisarnson at gmail.com and put I need a church in the subject line. That's also the email address where you can send in a question to Greg Mooring, our guest today, on the Day of Atonement, or perhaps you have a question about something he said in his own personal salvation testimony. Uh, that's chrisarnson at gmail.com. Give us your first name, at least, city and state, and country of residence. And again, uh, if we could pick up in your testimony where you came to discover the doctrines of sovereign grace and embrace them. I know that you already mentioned that uh, you had an encounter with sinners in the hands of an angry God, the uh, sermon by Jonathan Edwards that has been in print ever since he uh, gave that sermon. Uh, and how the Lord used that in great revival. But tell us more specifically when uh, the doctrines of sovereign grace were introduced to you, where you clearly uh, saw what these doctrines were teaching and how you came to embrace them. Yeah, I appreciate that. So what's funny about the sinners in the hands of an angry God, it was in my high school textbook. Uh, we were It was American literature, and it happened to be in there, and that's how I ended up encountering that. Uh, but 
for myself, when, when coming to the doctrines of sovereign grace, um, I would say it was probably two or three years into my conversion. Um, so, I mean, it was 2006, 2005, somewhere in there. So, pretty early on. Um, and it, it didn't really come because of, I mean, that early on, you know, YouTube wasn't even a thing. Um, it, it really came from my own study of the scriptures, uh, is, is all that I can say. I, I didn't go, you know, the church that I was a part of and a church that I still dearly love, uh, people I still dearly love, it was Calvinism and South, you know, was, I didn't even know what Calvinism was. I'd never even heard of it. And I was, it really came from my own reading of Exodus and Romans. And I had, I, I would read Exodus and I would see where God, I mean, it's pretty clear in the text that, Pharaoh would harden his heart, but then God would harden Pharaoh's heart and then judge Pharaoh for having a hard heart. And, you know, I just, it was like, huh, this doesn't make any sense. And I would, I would venture, I'd be, I'd read Romans in particular, Romans 9. And I see Romans 9 having the very discussion that I'm having in my own head and heart over what God was doing with Pharaoh. And I'm going back and forth, back and forth with this until eventually I come to realize I'm, I'm actually asking the question of why then does God find fault? And when I realized I'm, I'm asking that very question and God is already anticipating my question and responding to me with, who are you, old man, to answer back to God? I go, oh, I, I, who am I to answer back to God? You know, God is God. I am not. And, um, you know, I, I, I just kind of end up having this innate acceptance of the sovereignty of God over everything. I don't know what, how that fully plays out. I don't know the fullness of what that means, but what I do know is okay. That my salvation was not because of me. I didn't do anything to earn this. God did not, you know, it wasn't a matter of God looking down the corridors of time and seeing that I would believe. It was God coming to me and telling me, hey, wake up, believe, and giving me the faith to believe. Because, you know, I could just look back to when I was saved in you know, June 10th, 2002 and go, that wasn't me. Like it, was, it wasn't something that I generated. It was definitely me believing. I definitely believed, but there was something outside of me that had brought me to this conclusion. So um, it was pretty, uh, pretty early on, and it wasn't until actually, I don't know, later. I, I kind of sat as this, you know, I would say in my church, like I, I held this belief, and it wasn't until later. Then I found out that it had a name, this thing called Calvinism. I'm like, oh, and I, I hear what this is and what people, you know, are saying about how, how many people hate it. And I'm reading it and go, but that's what the Bible teaches is this thing. I'm like, oh, it has a name. So I'm not completely crazy. 
you know, <laughs> that, that I'm reading the Bible this way, and this is what I, I believe it to say. And so um, it was, it was, I'd say probably somewhere around 2006, 2007, 2008, somewhere in that, that so pretty early in my faith. So I, I, ha- I wasn't in a spot where I don't think I ever went through a cage stage because I had nothing to be angry about. So I'm so new in the faith that anything and everything I was just devouring. And, um, you know, I had a church that I loved, even though I would come to you know find out in some places, like especially with my belief in the doctrines of grace, that I would differ from many in the church. But these are people I loved. And so it's like, OK, we differ. We but, you know, we, we love Jesus. So um, that's kind of how it came. And then as time went on, I, um, you know, as continued study. You know of the Bible and uh, of, you know and some other you know doctrinal works that you know not only did you know embracing uh, Calvinism like a full throated Calvinism um, but a you know really coming to you know as far as I understand it you know Reformed Baptist uh, covenant theology and the whole uh, play around that and so you know and how how that all works together and so that's that's where I'm at in you know, today and. Um, yeah, I'm I'm grateful. I'll say this. You know, I know we mentioned about uh, good churches. I'm, I'm grateful uh, for the church that we're at, it, which is uh, First Baptist Church of Coleman uh, in Coleman, Florida, and um, we are you know, hold the 1689 at our church. Um, if yeah, you know, I've got to give a shout out to my you know, to the churches in Idaho that I'm a, you know, that you know Eastside Baptist Church in Twin Falls, a good uh, faithful church, you know, faithful. Sovereign Grace Preaching Preachers, uh, and also uh, Valley Baptist Church, where I know you mentioned Braden Patterson, who will be at the, the conference. That's a church that I once pastored, and my buddy Braden is now the pastor there. So if you know if anybody's in the, the listening area of anywhere of those uh, three churches, uh, certainly those are some good churches to be a part of um, that, that preach Sovereign Grace. And, um, you know, we'll, we'll, you, you'll get Bible uh, when, when you go. So hopefully that answers about coming to you know, the doctrines of grace. Amen. Amen. Had my mic turned around. Uh, um, we have a couple of listener uh, questions here. Uh, yeah. We have, I, I don't know if this is intended to be a joke. I have a feeling it is. <laughs> but we have a first-time questioner, Travis, in Coleman, Florida. That's <laughs> <laughs> And yeah, that's, that's got to be my pastor. Oh, it's your pastor? <laughs> yeah, yeah. He says, how does it feel to know that you're the only premillennialist speaking at the conference? What are the chances that you'll change your position after spending a couple of days with James White? Hashtag dat post mill. <laughs> well, actually, actually, he's wrong, though. Uh, Andrew Rappaport is not only premillennial, he's dispensationalist, and he's speaking on the roster. He is a Calvinist dispensationalist and describes himself as being soteriologically reformed, even though he's a dispensationalist, but but uh, that's at least one other person. But yeah, I know that you're not dispensationalist though. Yeah, I'm not I'm not I'm not a, I'm not a dispy. Um uh, and, and I don't say that in a derogatory way. Uh but um but yeah. And actually just just now recently with the um with uh, Brandon uh, Scaff, 
stepping out with Michael Schultz now filling in. Michael Schultz is also a premillennialist, and I've we've had some jokes uh, on Facebook about that. Um, and I, I, I've talked with Braden as well. I'm like, man, at least you know, I'm so glad Michael you know came on because at least because you know, I, I wasn't aware with uh, Andrew Rappaport um, his 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 eschatological leanings, and I was like, man. I feel like I'm the lone man out. I, I'm probably the only premillennialist there, but now with Michael Schultz there, whoo, uh, I'm not the lone man anymore. So, um, but yeah, I, I, I am a, I am a uh, historic, as far as I can understand, you know, a, a historic uh, premillennial uh, in my in my eschatological views. Uh, you know, it's, it's I just from me as I've read the Bible cover to cover and cover to cover, you know, year in and year out. Uh, for the majority of my my Christian, you know, of being a Christian, I, I just I, I come to the uh, I've come to the conclusion that there is a premillennial return of of the Lord Jesus, um, which yeah, I'm happy to. I love having those discussions um, with my friends and including my pastor, and you know, just having that we we agree that Jesus is coming back. We agree uh, that. It, you know, on the on the overarching uh, things, it's those uh, those finer points of eschatology that we we differ in. But yeah, so I'm I'm a pre mill. So you know, hashtag that pre mill. Well, actually, you didn't answer his question though. Do you think that you're going to convert to post millennialism? Yeah. <laughs> oh no, not <laughs> or, or do you think not there's a, any danger of it? No, not even not even close. And uh, I, 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 I didn't mean to offend my post-millennial listeners by saying any danger of it, but in your mind, any danger of it. <laughs> no, you know, and, and I, I, don't, I don't see, I don't, you know, I, I would love to have those discussions, as I said, but I, I, I'm pretty solidly pre-mill, because I just find that to be the, uh, I, I, think that's, I think that's the storyline of the Bible. Uh, the the storyline of the Bible uh Leads to, I think, a premillennial position. Uh, so, no, I don't think there. I don't. I don't I'm. I'm. I've, I'm used to being the lone man on the totem pole when it comes to certain uh, or certain uh, doctrinal issues. Yeah, you know, I'm like the lone Reformed Baptist in in a family that's, you know, at least on one side of my family, more um, Pentecostal. So. And I've, you know, and I've often been the lone Calvinist uh, in in a sea of Arminians that I love. So, I guess I, I'm I'm built to be a uh, to be an opposition. <laughs> uh, well, uh, by the way, Pastor Travis, <clears throat> uh, since you are a first time questioner. You have won a free New American Standard Bible. I hope that you're not King James only, and that you will enjoy this Bible. Uh, we always give our first-time questioners a free New American Standard Bible, compliments of the publishers of the NASB, and also compliments of Cumberland Valley Bible Book Service, cvbbs.com, who will ship that Bible out to you. So please uh, send me your full mailing address. <clears throat> we have uh, another listener in Moundville, Alabama. Uh, his name is Ted, <clears throat> and uh, he is bringing up a, a recent interview that I conducted with William Webster, who I mentioned earlier in this show is 
one of my two speakers at the upcoming Iron Sharpen Design Radio Free Pastors Luncheon and also a three-day free Bible conference uh, along with uh, his co-author, David T. King. <clears throat> but Ted in Moundville, Alabama says, in your January 25th interview, Dr. William Webster described himself as evangelical in the right sense of what the word means. Presumably, presumably <laughs> he is distinguishing his sense of the word evangelical from a wrong sense of the word as used in common parlance. What is the correct sense of the word at which he is hinting by default? I guess he means what you think. Uh, I don't know if you realize, Ted, that we have a different guest on today. Uh, Who is using the word in such a manner and to what end? Yeah, well, obviously there are millions of people, even in this country, who would describe themselves as evangelical who are not even regenerate uh, because of the way that uh, the popularity of many false teachers on radio and television and in Christian bookstores that have not only dumbed down the Bible and the gospel, but have actually replaced it with a false gospel and it's being swallowed wholesale by millions of people. But why don't you answer the question? Apparently, Ted was not happy with the way Dr. Webster answered it. So why don't you uh, answer, what is, the, what is the incorrect sense of this word, evangelical? And who is using the word in such a manner, and to what end? Okay, let's... Uh... Give this one a shot. Um, I, I would say that you know, in, a, in an incorrect way, you know, something I've seen, uh, you know, the, this term of the big Eva, um, that you got people who are not nominally Protestant, um, you know, they're okay. We're not Roman Catholic, um, but are really, really kind of you know, often really wishy-washy. Uh, when it comes to certain, you know, when it comes to doctrine, when it comes to up, uh, you know, preaching of the word, when it comes to um, the, you know, the worship of God, and this kind of even gets into um, this will be, you know, when we get into the topic of the Day of Atonement, you know, we see that are they kind of often seem to have more in line with Nadab and Abihu and offering strange fire with no concern whatsoever. Uh, for what God has said, um, and it just kind of like as, as long as we're not sinning, um, you know, disobeying something, then you know we can. Um, and, and we're not Roman Catholics or Greek Orthodox, so we can just call ourselves evangelical. Um, I, I think it's you know so often. I think evangelical often gets just used as that just a distinction between a, you know, to, to distinguish us from being Roman Catholic or Greek Orthodox or Mormon or Jehovah's Witness or, you know, anything around those lines. Uh, whereas, you know, I think properly understood to be truly evangelical is that you're actually about the evangel, that you're actually about the gospel, that you actually are about, you know, the, the calling of sinners to repentance and calling them to faith alone, Christ alone. Um, 
and obedience uh, to our Lord and his commands. Um, and, you know, we've said if we, you know, if, that if we love him, uh, that we'll obey what he says, we'll obey his commands. And so um, I, I think that it's often the, I guess the wrong sense as I would, as I would take it just off the question is probably you know, those who just use it as a, as a catch-all phrase uh, for, you know, the, the, the just general, you know, nominal Christianity uh, that isn't, you know, that's of the Protestant variety of some sort, but that, that doesn't actually give two hoops about the gospel and, you know, and, and proclaiming it uh, and calling people to repent and believe. Thanks for the question, Ted. Now we must move on to our theme, which uh, I don't think I've ever started the theme of an intended interview this late before, but everything that was said was so fascinating. I didn't want to cut it short or interrupt you. Um, So uh, tell us about the Day of Atonement, its biblical roots in Leviticus, and how did this shadow become fulfilled as a substance in the New Covenant? So, you know, we, we start off in Leviticus 16. Um, it actually opens up and says, now, reading from the Legacy Standard Bible, um, says, now Yahweh uh, spoke to Moses after the death of the two sons of Aaron uh, when they came near uh, the presence of Yahweh and died. So we we're, we begin, like, the Day of Atonement as, as a command, you know, and the instructions that we get in Leviticus 16 sits, like, smack dab in the middle of Leviticus. Um and, you know, which you would seem to be, hey, this is a pretty important point, you know, that, that we need to pay attention to. But it opens up where, with this, this heralding back uh, to Leviticus 10, where Nadab and Abihu offer up strange fire. They offer up the, this incense that, that the Lord calls strange fire. It doesn't describe, like, what is it meant necessarily by strange? Was it green? Was it purple? Was it, you know, what was it? Other than it was, I would, I would say that, that the strangeness to it is that it was not something God commanded. And so because God had not commanded it, and they just walked in brazenly, uh, on, yeah, frankly, that God struck them dead. Uh, and it was then that Moses tells Aaron, you don't get to weep for your sons. And it's in the shadow of that that then God gives gives his command to uh, by, by Moses to Aaron and all of his you know all subsequent high priests that what I'm, basically to say what I'm about to tell you you will do it exactly the way I tell you to do it because if you don't you're going to die because because it, it, this is important. And, you know, what we see with, with Aaron, uh, you know, without, re- without reading the, the whole of the chapter, what you see is the, the high priest um, is given this instruction of changing his clothes, um, where if, if you look earlier, I believe in Exodus, where the, the high priest's clothing is described as this really ornate, beautiful Clothing uh, that I, I've read before that you know it's it's kind of uh, royal. It's royal colors. It's blue. It's purple. It's gold. It's it is it's to show a kind of a a, a priest king 
is is this is how he is. You know, so you're supposed to look at the high priest and see something that there's a royal priesthood here being represented uh, by the high priest. But when he goes into for the day of atonement, which was you know once a year on the you know the seventh month on the tenth day of the seventh month, that he was to change his clothes to something that was just plain, this plain linen uh, garment. Uh, he was to go and wash himself. Uh, he was supposed to make him, you know, supposed to, you know, to take a bath before he goes and does all of this, uh, that there are several offerings uh, that he is to make. And, you know, and he's, he's doing this all by himself. And as I was reading uh, Spurgeon's sermon on, on this, you know, he pointed out that, there were also the other sacrifices and things that had to take place every single day that it appears that the high priest is the one making, he's doing all the work all day long, um, you know, on this, on this particular day. Um, and so, you know, Aaron is given these instructions to change his clothes, take a bath. You've got a, you know, you've got these, this bowl that you're supposed to be offering You've got, you know, you've got the the two goats that are that are involved. Um, you know, he's going and he's he's slaughtering uh, the bull. He's sprinkling blood here, sprinkling blood there, and he's supposed to do all of this in accordance with exactly what with what God says. Every bit of what he's supposed to do, he's got to do it to the T. Because if he doesn't, he dies. And if he doesn't, atonement is not made. Um, one of the things about this is that you know, we see that m- much of the atonement being made is it's being made for the sanctuary. It's being made for the, for the tabernacle, uh, for the te- you know, later the temple, that you know, the, the dwelling place of God among men has been defiled throughout the year. I mean, yes, there's sacrifices continually being made day in and day out, and yet it's as if, you know, like how, one, one commentator I read, that you see that this, that God is forgiving. He's a forgiving God. He's a merciful God. He's forgiving sins. But yet he's a just God. So how can he be both just and the justifier? And, that, and that's what we're seeing here with the Day of Atonement is, is this picture of God being both just and justifier. And we see him, uh, the, the high priest is, you know, he's, do, and when he goes, one of the things, the, the highlight of, the, of this whole event is when he gets to go into the Holy of Holies. And he's supposed to go, this is where the very presence of God is, uh, resting above the mercy seat. He's burning incense so that he can't see, so that he's hidden. That there's and it's already a dark room, and so you know you get all all of this. You know, I hate I hate to say, but pa- this pageantry of that that the high priest is supposed to execute, and then you know then it comes to the, for the two goats where they cast lots for the two goats. And the purpose of casting the lots is for God to determine which goat is his and which is the one that's the scapegoat. And the lots get cast. The goats are determined, you know, by 
you know, God's hand here through the casting of lots. And both, both goats have the sins of Israel, you know, the sins of God's people confessed, you know, by, by the, the high priest you know, has his hands on the heads of these goats and confesses over these, uh, uh, over these goats, the, the sins of God's people. And in doing so, imputes them to these goats. One is then, one then is sacrificed, one is slaughtered. And his, and that, that goat's blood is then taken and sprinkled on the mercy seat. The other goat is then taken by, uh, I think King James will say, by a fit man. Uh, the, the newer translations will say, you know, one who's been appointed for this, you know, to this effect. That, you know, the, the fit man then takes the, uh, the scapegoat, or, you know, the one for Azazel or whatever, um, takes a scapegoat, takes him out into the wilderness. And he's not just to take him out into the wilderness a little way. That The way that it's understood is that he's to take this goat way out yonder to where, uh, the, where it will never return. And then we see once all this is finished, the high priest bathes himself again. And then he puts back on his regular clothing. And in the midst of this, on this day, uh, the people of God are supposed to, uh, they're supposed to wait, they're supposed to lament, they're supposed to mourn, they're supposed to fast, they're supposed to be repentance. All of this taking place. And then when the high priest comes out, then we know, then, then we know. You know that we then know that the uh, that we then know the uh, the atonement has been made, and so let us then you know we look at and, and this is happening and this is prescribed this is commanded by God to happen year in year out every year on the tenth day of the seventh month. Okay, but what we then the, the fact is, and this is actually the argument that the writer of Hebrews makes, it goes, if, if it could take away sins, it, the first time it was done would have been enough. So the fact that it was being done every single year was a perpetual reminder, and in this case, for millennia, guess what? This can't take away your sins. There, there, is, someone, there is someone or something that will come to take away sins, but it's not this work. But yet you're supposed to do this because it points to someone greater. And that's then where we see our Lord Jesus is in, in all of this. Like every, every bit and, you know, every jot and tittle of this is fulfilled in Jesus Christ. We see where if the high priest had this royal garment, you know, this royal vestment on, and he humbles himself by putting on this humble uh, linen. And then after he's finished the atonement, he puts back on the, the, royal, the royal garb. What does Ephesians, I'm sorry, Philippians, you know, 2 teaches us that, that the Lord Jesus humbled himself by taking on the form of a bondservant, by taking on the form of a slave, that he, I mean, what's more humbling than God of very God becoming man? 
It's that this this just in the changing of the garments of the high priest is teaching us of the coming incarnation of the Lord Jesus Christ. Amen. We, get, be, we have we have uh, we have to go to a quick uh, final break. Yeah. And if anybody wants to join us, Chris Arnson at gmail.com, Chris Arnson at gmail.com. Don't go away. We'll be right back after these messages. When Iron Sharpens Iron Radio first launched in 2005, the publishers of the New American Standard Bible were among my very first sponsors. It gives me joy knowing that many scholars and pastors in the Iron Sharpens Iron Radio audience have been sticking with or switching to the NASB. I'm author Gary DeMar, president of American Vision, and the NASB is my Bible of choice. I'm Pastor Dan Lebenick of West Hills Baptist Church in Huntington Station, New York, and the NASB is my Bible of choice. I'm Justin Peters of Justin Peters Ministries, and the NASB is my Bible of choice. I'm Reverend Buzz Taylor, author of God's Lawson, and the NASB is my Bible of choice. I'm Dr. William Webster, pastor of Grace Bible Church in Battleground, Washington, founder of the ministry Christian Resources. The NASB is my Bible of choice. I'm Pastor Ryan Galan of Central Islip Community Church in Central Islip, New York. And the NASB is my Bible of choice. I'm Pastor Brandon Smith of Trinity Reformed Baptist Church in Jackson, Georgia. And the NASB is my Bible of choice. Here's a great way for your church to help keep Iron Truppin's Iron Radio on the air. Pastors, are your pew Bibles tattered and falling apart? Consider restocking your pews with the NASB. And tell the publishers you heard about them from Chris Arnzen on Iron Truppin's Iron Radio. Go to nasbible.com, that's nasbible.com, to place your order. Getting a driver's license, running a cash register, flipping burgers, passing sixth grade. Do you know what they all have in common? They all require training, assessments, and certifications. But do you know what requires no training at all? Becoming a parent. My name is A.M. Brewster. I'm the president of Truth Love Parent and host of its award-winning podcast. I've been a biblical family counselor since the early 2000s. And what I've discovered is that the majority of Christian parents have never been biblically equipped to do the work of the ministry in their homes. That's why Truth Love Parent exists. We serve God by equipping dads and moms to be the ambassador parents God called and created them to be. We produce free parenting resources, train church leaders, and offer biblical counseling so that the next generation of dads and moms can use the scriptures to parent their children for life and godliness. Please visit us at truthloveparent.com. When Iron Sharpens Iron Radio first launched in 2005, the publishers of the New American Standard Bible were among my very first sponsors. It gives me joy knowing that many scholars and pastors in the Iron Sharpens Iron Radio audience have been sticking with or switching to the NASB. I'm Pastor Nate Pickowitz of Harvest Bible Church in Gilmanton Ironworks, New Hampshire, and the NASB is my Bible of choice. I'm Pastor Rich Jensen of Hope Reformed Baptist Church in Quorum, New York, and the NASB is my Bible of choice. I'm Pastor Sule Prince of Oakwood Wesleyan Church in Toronto, Ontario, Canada, and the NASB is my Bible of choice. 
I'm Pastor John Sampson of King's Church in Peoria, Arizona, and the NASB is my Bible of choice. I'm Pastor Chuck Volo of New Life Community Church in Kingsville, Maryland, and the NASB is my Bible of choice. I'm Pastor Steve Herford of Eastport Baptist Church in Jacksonville, Florida, and the NASB is my Bible of choice. I'm Pastor Roy Owens, Jr. of the Church at Friendship in Hockley, Texas, and the NASB is my Bible of choice. Here's a great way for your church to help keep Iron Sharpens Iron Radio on the air. Pastors, are your pew Bibles tattered and falling apart? Consider restocking your pews with the NASB. And tell the publishers you heard about them from Chris Arnson on Iron Sharpens Iron Radio. Go to nasbible.com. That's nasbible.com to place your order. Puritan Reformed is a Bible-believing, kingdom-building, devil-fighting church. We are devoted to upholding the apostolic doctrine and practice preserved in Scripture alone. Puritan Reformed teaches men to rule and lead as image-bearing prophets, priests, and kings. We teach families to worship together as families. Puritan is committed to teaching the whole counsel of God so that the earth will be filled with the knowledge of God as the waters cover the sea. We sing the Psalms, teach the law, proclaim the gospel, make disciples, maintain discipline, and exalt Christ. This is Pastor David Reese of Puritan Reformed in Phoenix, Arizona. Join us in the glorious cause of advancing Christ's crown and covenant over the kings of the earth. Puritan Reformed Church. Believe. Build. Fight. PuritanPHX.com The Prince of Preachers, Charles Haddon Spurgeon, once said, Growing a beard is a habit most natural, scriptural, manly, and beneficial. Grace and peace to all the Iron Sharpens Iron listeners. This is Tony with TheStandardBeardCare.com. Try the standardbeardcare.com is a Christ-exalting, better-known and simple name in beard care. So if you have a beard, know a guy with a beard, or ladies, if you're married to a man with a beard, head over to the standardbeardcare.com. Check out the vast array of all-natural, handcrafted products to make that beard scriptural, manly, and beneficial. And when you do so, you will help to support Iron Sharpens Iron Radio. When you use the promo code IRON at checkout, you will receive free shipping to anywhere in the lower 48, and 10% of your donations will go back to Chris Arnson and Iron Sharpens Iron Radio. So head over to the standardbeardcare.com, where the standard is the standard. Iron Sharpens Iron Radio praise God for the generous monthly financial support of Royal Diadem Jewelers, educated by and affiliated with the American Gem Society, Jewelers of America, and the Gemological Institute of America. For the perfect custom-designed engagement ring or any one-of-a-kind piece of jewelry created exactly according to your imagination and specifications, Royal Diadem Jewelers has you covered. No matter where you live in the world, Royal Diadem will walk you step-by-step through every stage of the process and even hold a high-tech internet virtual visit using state-of-the-art jewelry design technology to serve you. 
may start by listening carefully to determine your needs. They're interested in making what you want, not what they want to sell you. From rough design to digital model, to photorealistic image, to wax prototype model, to the finished product, they're continually listening to your input, likes and dislikes, making any changes necessary along the way. This will ensure that your custom jewellery will turn out exactly as you dreamed and well beyond your expectations. Visit royaldiadem.com. That's royaldiadem.com today. Sterling Vanderwerker, owner of Royal Diadem Jewellers, his wife Bronnie, his business partner and manager Brian Wilson, and the entire family thank you all for listening to, praying for, and supporting the work of Iron Sharpens Iron Radio. And don't forget, folks, RoyalDiadem.com is still offering Iron Sharpens Iron Radio 100% of the profits from any sale of jewelry to our listeners who mention that they heard about RoyalDiadem.com on Iron Sharpens Iron Radio. So please, before Valentine's Day, purchase something nice for somebody that you love from RoyalDiadem.com. Mention Chris Arnzen of Iron Sharpens Iron Radio. We will get 100% of the profits as long as the piece of jewelry is $100 or more. And you could also contact them for an even larger project where you have a uh, one-of-a-kind customized piece of jewelry created like an engagement ring or anything else your imagination can conjure up, <clears throat> customize exactly according to your specifications and beyond your expectations. I've seen their work firsthand. They are masters at creating customized jewelry. That's royaldiadem.com, royaldiadem.com. Mention Chris Arnson of Iron Trip and Zion Radio. Well, in about six minutes, uh, Greg, please summarize what you most want etched in the hearts and minds of our listeners today about the Day of Atonement from Old Covenant Shadow to New Covenant Substance. Yes. Uh, so, you know, the most that I would want is this, is to know that an atonement has been made. An atonement has come that we can, that we can be made right with with God, that we have sinned against him, uh, that we have rebelled against his righteous rule in everything, that we we have done everything wrong, and everything we touch is stained by sin. Everything we touch is is not just made ceremonially unclean, but it's made unclean, that we are an unclean thing that all our righteous deeds are like an unclean thing. But yet, it doesn't have to be that way. We don't have to worry about, you know, is, is, is did I make the sacrifice appropriately? Did I, did I have, am I, am I going about the right ritual? And it, Rather, what we have is we have the one who stepped from down from heaven, who took upon himself human flesh, who took upon himself a human nature, who became even as we are, yet without sin, and did everything right. There was yeah, that he did unlike Aaron, who had to bathe himself to make himself clean, Jesus was always clean. 
And just like, you know, the, the goat that was sacrificed and his blood and its blood was placed upon the mercy seat. We see that Jesus Christ himself not only is the sacrifice, he is the mercy seat. But he is the one by which if we, you know, rend our hearts, and not merely our garments, but if we rend our hearts before him, and we come to him and we confess our sin, and believe that he that he is was crucified, dead, buried, raised again, is seated at the right hand of the Father and is come in his returning. That our atonement has been made. That Jesus Christ is our atonement. That he is the one that makes us right with God, who makes us clean, who hit, you know, our sins are imputed to him, and they and they are taken as far as the east is from the west. And that we are then given the righteousness that he justly earned by his righteous life, accounted to us and imputed to us. And this is all by faith alone. Uh, you know, it's by grace alone through faith alone. And, you know, w- let us not, when, when we're reading Leviticus and we're getting tied up going, man, this is something I just simply do not understand. Look to those sacrifices and see how they point you to Jesus and what he has done. And when you get to the chat, Leviticus 16, give glory to God that every bit of this was fulfilled in Jesus Christ alone. Hallelujah. And I was just reminded of years ago, uh, hearing a friend of mine uh, who was a Jewish believer in Christ, uh, and he was preaching on how Jesus Christ fulfilled the sacrificial system, and that his shed blood is the only hope for anyone's salvation. And he was uh, talking about how the Jew, who no longer has a temple, has to make up stuff that is not even in the Hebrew Scriptures in order to have peace peace of mind that their sins have been atoned for, so they have to spiritualize things and say they offer up prayers and so forth. <clears throat> and uh, this uh, Jewish believer, uh, Marty Fromm, who's now in heaven, uh, he said, can you imagine being the firstborn in the house <clears throat> of a Jewish family when the angel of death was going to hover over the people of Israel <clears throat> and your father? is saying that, uh, oh, we don't need to slaughter any animal. We don't have to paint the posts of the doorway with blood. That's just a figure of speech. It's an analogy. And uh, we just have to really pray very hard tonight, and that will take care of everything. And, and, Mm. And Marty says in the voice of a young Jewish boy, Papa, can I stay at Uncle Laban's house tonight? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I'd be staying with my uncle at that point. Right. But, uh, folks, don't forget about the conference where our guest is speaking, From Shadows to Substance. That's February 16th through the 18th at Covenant Reformed Baptist Church in Tullahoma, Tennessee. And you can find out more details on Jeffrey Rice's Facebook page. Uh, and you could also uh, go to Eventbrite and find out more about this From Shadows to Substance Conference, Tullahoma, Tennessee. I want to thank you so much, brother, for being my guest today. 
I look forward to your return to the program. I look forward to meeting you, God willing, sometime in the future. And I really enjoyed myself today. I want to thank everybody who listened today. <clears throat> and I want all of you to always remember for the rest of your lives that Jesus Christ is a far greater Savior than you are a sinner. <laughs>